Everybody, welcome into another episode of Fantasy Football 101. I'm your host, Jake Rip, and you are listening to the 101 of Fantasy Football Podcasts. Now joining us, it is the second and third most talented fantasy gamers on this show, Nate and D Hall. Don't feel bad about the intro, guys. I'm just in a league of my own, but you guys can fight over second and third if you'd like. Mm-hmm. We'll see, Bob. Nate, nothing to that? No, I don't uh, comment on things that aren't true. <laughs> Woo! All right, well, then we'll get right into it. We got stardom and sit today, and then we'll tell you who's got us shaking in our boots. Let's go on to stardom and get going with Miles Gaskin of the Miami Dolphins. And it's so funny how all offseason we debated, will it be, you know, who will be the most valuable fantasy asset? Will it be Jordan Howard and all the red zone touches he's going to get? Will it be Matt Breda and all the passing work he gets from Ryan Fitzpatrick? Yet through five weeks, Miles Gaskin is the cemented-in RB1. He's carried the ball 20 more times than Howard and Breda combined. And on top of the carries he's getting, his usage in the passing game gives him that safe floor that you want from your running backs. His 25 targets ranks fourth behind just Kamara, Zeke, and Mike Davis. His 22 red zone touches ranks second behind only Ezekiel Elliott. This week, he has the New York Jets. They've allowed the seventh most fantasy points to running backs through five weeks. And I'm curious if you guys think Gaskin is like an every week starter at this point. I mean, there's only so many running backs that are getting that much of a workload. I have him as a start this week, but do you think you he's a plug and play every week, no matter what the matchup? I do, Jake. I personally do. Last week, Jordan Howard was a healthy scratch, which was huge. So that means that Gaskin's going to get the goal line work. He's essentially a featured back now. He's a three-dot running back, and there's maybe be 10 of them in the entire league. He's someone that you got to own. He's someone that you play week in and week out, and if he's your flex, that's a fantastic flex to get that much volume in that position. Yeah, especially when we're we're approaching bye weeks now, and you've got guys, like in my situation, where I've got Kamara on the bench, and you've got a plug-in a running back. If you've got Miles Gaskin, I think you're smooth sailing. Nate, any concerns about Miles Gaskin rest of season? Or uh, I guess a better question is where would you rank him rest of season? Is he going to approach that RB1 territory? Is he more comfortable in like the 15 to 20 range? Yeah, I have a more 15, 20 just because he is on the Dolphins and this offense and team is very, you know, roller coastery. They go up and they go down. They have their ups and downs, of course. So he's definitely a rock solid RB2 rest of the season. He might give you those boom games, but still his ceiling is can't be anything more than low twenties. He's not gonna bust into those top ten often, but he'll be he'll be solid and get you the points you need, like you said. All right, let's move on to the second guy we're starting in week six. Jamison Crowder, and I just realized I have two players from the same Jets versus Miami game in in stardom, and that feels kind of gross to me. (laughs) But we're going to keep rolling with it. Uh, It wasn't until I started prepping for this show that I realized just how good Jamison Crowder's been. In the three games that he's been active, he's seen no less than 10 targets, 23 fantasy points in week one, 15 fantasy points in week four, 
And then most recently, 23 fantasy points in week five. I think we all kind of naturally turn a blind eye to Jamison Crowder because he plays in that terrible, putrid New York Jets offense. But in reality, this dude is money. He's the perfect slot receiver, whether it's Sam Darnold under center or if it's Joe Flacco, because they're all going to use Jamison Crowder as that safety valve option. Through five weeks, Crowder's commanded a 31% target share. The only players with a higher target share this season are Adam Thielen, DeAndre Hopkins, and Keenan Allen, which is pretty nice company if you ask me. Nate, uh, Jamison Crowder's been a baller every time that he's been active. I, I don't I don't expect that to be sustainable throughout the rest of the season. I don't think he's going to be putting up 20-point games regularly. But is he a wide receiver too rest of season out of necessity just because there's nothing else to throw to, to target? Especially now, there's going to be no Lev Bell rest of the season. Those targets have to go somewhere. What do you think about Crowder? Crowder is in the group of infinite sadness of wide receiver threes. And um, that's trademarked, so we, you know, we're not big enough to get to get hit by that. But that's another <laughs> podcast guy who always does that shit. Um, he is literally the definition of infinite sadness. Wide receiver three, you know, he could either be super sad, um, or he can give you these boom games. This offense sucks. Um, you don't typically want players on a bad offense. He's getting the double digit targets. That's what that's got to be valuable, no matter what offense it's in. They're not sexy targets where he's going to get crazy yards after the catch but they're nice little dump offs and if you're in ppr it's one point two points Three. he'll make him work he'll make him work he'll 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 have his games but i just think that offense is just i don't know man i i personally like crowder a lot like you said earlier how else are they going to move the football down the field I think he is a solid wide receiver three with actually a pretty high floor. He's another guy that is perfect for your flex position in your lineup because I think he's safe for around 10 points every week. I think you can roll with Jamison Crowder as a wide receiver too. You guys both mentioned him as a solid three, but I really believe in that volume. Is that crazy? No. I don't think it's crazy. No, not, not at all. I mean, if you think he's going to get eight to 10 targets a game, that's enough to be a top 24 receiver. Crowder is at Miami this week. Would you guys rather start Darius Slayton versus Washington? Slayton for me. Yeah, Slayton. Yeah. How about Will Fuller at Tennessee? Probably Fuller. I see that as a shootout there. Yeah, I agree. Will Fuller. Jarvis Landry at Pittsburgh? I'd uh, go Crowder. Crowder. Okay. Yeah. That's where I wanted. I wanted to find the breaking point. Sounds yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, it's right around there. You know, right around 28 or something like that. He's the type of dude who'll be. Every time you look at ranks on someone's website, he'll be like 25, 28, and then he'll probably go top 20 stats. He's just that type of guy. Yeah, he's not a, you know, Crowder's not a guy that you love to have on your team, but he's a guy that is consistent. Let's move on to the third guy that we're starting in week six, Philip Lindsay. You remember this guy. News broke around 11 a.m. Wednesday morning that Melvin Gordon was charged with a DUI. And this doesn't necessarily mean that Melvin Gordon isn't going to play on Sunday. However, Vic Fangio did admit to the media that there will be, quote, some consequences. And I'll be honest, I'll be shocked if Melvin Gordon ends up playing in this game on Sunday. And even if he does, I don't think there's any way that he gets the full workload, the 20 carries or 20 touches that he was getting uh, while Philip Lindsay was out. But conveniently, this will be Philip Lindsay's first game back since being put on the IR after week one. It's not a great matchup against the Patriots, but Drew Locke should be back under center, and that has to at least marginally improve this offense as a whole. I think if you have Philip Lindsay and Gordon is out, 
he's a must start in my opinion. I mean, Royce Freeman doesn't scare me in that offense. I think Lindsey's good for the receiving work. And if I was in a pinch, I'd probably even start Lindsey if Gordon was listed as active. Because again, I think there's a scenario where he's active. The league doesn't suspend him. The team doesn't want to suspend suspend him. But they keep him on the bench, let him sit back. That's his punishment and feed Philip Lindsay all day against the Patriots. What's your guys' thoughts on that Jake take? Jake take isn't bad. I do think for him to be a full-on stardom, we're going to need a little more information on what's going down with Gordon. And by the way, I just want to make a quick note that Gordon is an idiot. This dude just got paid how much? Like, buku bucks. Millionaire, easily. This man can't call an Uber? Are you kidding me, dude? You can't call a freaking Uber. You're a millionaire, dude. They're like 20 bucks. Jesus. Well, you can even upgrade to the really nice oh, Uber. My God. You can go like the Uber limousine. There'll be yeah. nothing. What is this dude thinking? Like, what compels you to drive home drunk when you're a millionaire and you, you have everything to lose? I don't know. Anyways, rant over. Yeah, Lindsay's a good stardom, Jake. I like this take a lot. Do we see Royce Freeman at all in this game? Yeah, assuming Melvin Gordon's out, I think he gets at least eight carries. Weirdly enough, if you were a Lindsay owner last year, you saw him vulture red zone carries and touchdowns off Lindsay. So maybe watch out for that. It's definitely possible. Absolutely. Let's move on to the guys that were sitting in week six and start with a guy that I was super high on about seven days ago. Ernest. Ernest Johnson of the Cleveland Browns. He's going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I think this is going to go down as one of my worst waiver pickups of all time, if not top five. I felt like I needed a solid RB3 that I could count on with some bye weeks coming up, and I'm starting to think that Dernis Johnson isn't going to be that guy. Eight attempts, 30 yards. If I wanted that, I could have just went and traded for Kenyon Drake. Uh, Ooh, she. Kareem Hunt looks like he's the clear bell cow in this run-heavy offense until Nick Chubb returns, if Nick Chubb returns. Uh, 23 touches for Hunt, just nine touches for Dernest. And I don't think either of you would advocate for starting Johnson this week against Pittsburgh. No, Jake, I think you're right. And, you know, we talked about this last week. You guys were in on the touches that Dernest got. Uh, But if you look at the game, two weeks ago. Kareem Hunt, he was injured all week at practice, and they were up heavily and kind of running out the clock. So we need to view Kareem Hunt until Nick Chubb comes back as a top five running back. Um, And I don't think that that's uh, out of left field or anything. He's going to be a monster. He's going to get 20 to 25 touches a game in this offense. Absolutely sit Dernis. Dernis is going to be more of a change of pace guy and uh, just not going to get the carries or the volume that you need out of a flex spot or an RB2. Yeah, I'll be honest with you guys. I think I'm going to just cut my losses with Darnus Johnson, and I'm going to be dropping him. And I'm curious if you guys would drop him for any of these players, starting with Adrian Peterson. No. Duke Johnson. I would probably take Duke in that because I think that they're going to try to throw the ball out of the backfield a little bit there. What about the aforementioned Philip Lindsay? I would take Philip Lindsay for sure over him. Dillard, Dernest has a little value in a handcuff role. Um, he's not the premier handcuff of a Madison or a, no, a he's Pollard, an RB2 handcuff, but he is the second tier down behind that. All right, uh, let's move on from Dernest Johnson. RIP, I blew it on that one. Insert, you blew it. Sound drop. You blew it! The next guy we're going to go to, and I'll tell you, I'm the one who's sitting him this week, so I'm curious if I can get your guys' take. We can stir up a little bit of controversy on this show. 
but I'm sitting Chase Claypool in the same game versus Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns have allowed the third most fantasy points to wide receivers through five weeks, and Chase Claypool is coming off of a four-touchdown game, which probably should have been five touchdowns, and 11 targets. Nate, you said you would break out your checkbook for Mr. Claypool on waivers. 40 bones, right? Yep, 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 yep. If you won that bid, I'm curious, are you starting Chase Claypool this week? He's a flex look, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, definitely a flex look if if you need upside. If you're going against a, a tough team that puts up a lot of points, I think Claypool can slide right into that flex spot and get you that boom that you need. He could grab two touchdowns without a doubt and get you like 20 points. Use him how you would use a flex. If you need points, use him. If you don't need that many points, but you want like solid consistency, go with someone consistent. You starting Chase Claypool over Jamison Crowder? Yes. No. Ah, there's the controversy I was looking for on this show. Donnie, give me your take on Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool is going to be a top 30 wide receiver the rest of the season. This dude is an Oh, absolute... hold on. Let me stop. stop. Wait, didn't we say top 20? Yeah, you're, you're backpedaling real hard right now, my friend. What? Top 30 is a wide receiver two or three. Listen, I was getting into my hot take of what I was talking about. I said his floor is like top 30. That's his floor. That is not. Okay, that is not his floor. Top thirty. You, you heard me. Can't finish. You out heard that. me. That ain't you his floor. Me. That's way too high of a floor for. You heard me. That's yeah. That's way too high of a. floor. All right. So let me get my take. We look at the Cleveland Browns defense, who has led up the third, like Jake said, the third most points in the league to the wide receiver position. We don't know what's going on with Johnson for the Steelers. We don't know if he's going to be back or if he's still going to be out. He left the game early with an injury. The way they used Chase Claypool on Sunday was different than we have seen since A.B. was there. Maybe Juju was taking some of that coverage away from the other side, but he's six foot four. I mean, people are calling him the little Megatron. He, just, he, he had one good game. Let's stop it with the I little. Agree. I agree. I don't even think people should be carrying – comparing dk to megatron yet and they are i'm saying he has the build of megatron he's fast he can go up and get a ball he's six foot four he's a beast and i think that big ben's going to use him early and often i think he's going to get over 10 targets i have him inside my top 24 this week over 10 targets really and top yeah. 24 yes um, wow this is getting intense this is throwing i would trade i would trade Chark right now for Chase Claypool. Shut the fuck up, dude. You're at- Put your money where your mouth is and text him yeah, right now. I'll text him right now. Text him right now. I'll do it right in front we of might, you. We might have a trade live on the show. No way. Would Chark... Hold on a second. Why would you... <laughs> That's how much I believe in him. I swear to God. This is exciting. I'm actually... I'm getting- and, I th- and I'm down on Chark. Chark's hurt right now. Outside of one game this year, he hasn't looked good. Claypool's only looked good in one game this year. Now the other game, he had like one catch. We're getting out. Of, we're getting off track. Let's keep rolling. He's going to be an animal. We are. He is. We'll uh, we'll jump back into this if Donnie gets a response on that trade because I'm curious to see if Chark for Claypool happens. But we'll move on. The last guy that I'm sitting for. I should always preface this with I'm sitting before we get uh, Donnie and Nate's reactions. Ronald Jones versus Green Bay. I have a a feeling that a ton of fantasy gamers are going to start Ronald Jones this weekend. Tampa plays Green Bay, whose defense has given up the second most fantasy points to running backs. He's coming off of a 17 fantasy point performance in week four and a 15 fantasy point performance in week five. 
Yet, he couldn't put together one 10-point performance through the first three weeks of the season. Someone here want to tell me why that is? Uh, I don't – I Jake, honestly, I couldn't explain it to you, man. <laughs> Let me tell you, Nate, because Leonard Fournette's been inactive for the past two games. Ronald Ooh. Jones has been the only body, except for when they want to occasionally mix in Keyshawn Vaughn. But Start. Leonard Fournette's been out <laughs> – Leonard Fournette's been out for the past two games. He was listed as active for last game, but he was only there on like a emergency break glass if in case of emergency option uh, off the bench. What I'm getting was he was healthy enough to go, but they wanted to to err on the side of caution last week. Yeah, and yeah, and with Fournette, you're always going to err on the side of caution with his injury history. Honestly, I mean. Bruce Arians, we see him never – he's never committed to a single back. I mean, in his role at Tampa Bay, he's always been super confusing with Rojo. And if Fournette's healthy, I agree, sit Rojo all the way. Okay, well, let me ask you this question. Fournette or Rojo, rest of season? Oh, man, that's tough because they're both going to get theirs. If Fournette's ever featured in that offense, he'll be a monster. I think he's going to be featured because – I think they're going to have a couple games. Like We saw what was happening before uh, Leonard Fournette went down. There was that one big game. The one time Leonard Fournette was, was featured a, in the I mean, that was a blowout, Jake. Over he 100 a- yards. Maybe it was a blowout because one of the best running backs in the league was involved in the backfield instead of Ronald. Average ass. J- Ronald Jones is the most average running back in the league. He doesn't nah. excel at anything. Not running, not catching. Leonard Fournette, on the other hand, you have a guy who was drafted fourth overall in the draft. Ronald Jones drafted in the second round of uh, the 2018 class. What does that tell you? I, and I'm, it's not that the scouts got it wrong. They, they were right on par with this, and it's that Leonard Fournette is miles and miles better. He's miles ahead of Ronald Jones from a talent perspective, and I will die on this hill, but that will be Leonard Fournette's backfield. These last two weeks where he's been inactive or he's been – held to the side we'll say are a minor speed bump and what's gonna end up being i'll stick with it he can be a top five running back not finish the season top five but i'm talking i'm talking about from the okay so you're easily taking the day he can fortnite over rojo yeah the day he gets the majority of in that backfield from that day forward he absolutely has to never commit to him they'll never commit to him it'll be uh rbbc all season yeah i agree with nate but I think that if I had to pick one rest of the season, I would probably pick Fournette because I yeah, do think I he's would a more too, talented But it's player. still going to be a committee, and he doesn't yeah, – I, agree. I don't think he's going to break out. And it, he wasn't even no. top five in his past two seasons with Jacksonville. How many, he times, has, how many times has Brady had a, a set, set and steady rock behind him and gets the ball every play? It just doesn't happen. That's not how Brady Ever has it. Could happen now. Sit, Rojo. You know, I'm, I'm kind of just disappointed at this point that I haven't received any trade offers for Leonard Fournette. I got this gem just sitting on my bench, but no one wants to even try. No one, to- wants, a, you, no one wants an injured player with bye weeks and COVID going on, he's dude. Healthy. He's in during bye weeks. That's exactly when you want him. It's just a headache. I, I don't want to pay. I don't want to pay what you're going to sell him for for a headache. Well, you know what? You're going to come crawling to me in five weeks, like Jake Leonard Fournette. He's putting up a hundred yards. What do you want for him? No, I'm not because I don't need him. Will you take CEH? He's been so bad. Do we want to talk about Jonathan Taylor? <laughs> no, right, let's move on. I'd like to move on to shaking in my boots if that's all right with you. Yeah, let's start with Terry McLaurin. Oh, look at me. I'm shaking in my little space boots. 
And I love Terry McLaurin as much as the next guy. I've been a Terry McLaurin truther. He's done everything that he needs. The quarterback carousel that's going on in Washington certainly has me shaking in my boots. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and go to bat for Dwayne Haskins. He's been nothing short of underwhelming since he first came into the league. But I still feel like there was like an undeniable connection between him and Terry McLaurin that stems back to their time at Ohio State. Last week, Terry McLaurin gives you three receptions and 26 yards, and that was enough to just scare the shit out of me. Not going to lie. And, Nate, I know you're not shaking like I am because you recently acquired Terry McLaurin from me, in fact, earlier today. So I'm curious, this QB change doesn't concern you at all. Give me a worry meter on Terry McLaurin. Yeah, for my boy Scarence Terrence, uh, I'll probably go level level two. I'm pretty. I'm not shaking oh, too much. You're, you're just putting on a poker face. There's no way you're at a two. No, no. I'm serious. Listen, uh, Kyle Allen was the one giving targets right off the first half. He was doing pretty solid. Um, Alex Smith came in second second half, uh, and then that's when all the targets completely dropped for Scarence Terrence. But the the coach, Ron Rivera, already came out and said that they're rolling with Kyle Allen as their starter. He kind of just had a little injury that they just wanted to take him out for the game. So I, I'm not too worried. Uh, I think, you know, Alex Smith was dusting off some rust coming into that offense. A full set of practice with uh, Alex Smith or Kyle Allen thrown to him. They'll really see who he is. Um, he's the clear-cut wide receiver one. I would take him over Crowder rest of the season easily. You talk about a guy like Crowder who gets his targets in a shit offense. You're taking Terry McLaurin two tiers ahead, the same player. So I'm not really shaking. Uh, if I see this two or three weeks in a row, then I'll start shaking. Yeah, he'll definitely be back on the show if we see this again two or three weeks in yeah. a row. But Donnie, where are you right now on the worry meter with Terry McLaurin? Are you calm, cool, and collected like your brother? Or are you creeping up towards that 6-7 territory like your boy here? No, 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 no. I'm going to stick around at three or four. The only reason why I'm slightly ahead of Nate, this offense is going nowhere fast. It's just a bottom-tier offense. Uh, I just don't think there's going to be that many touchdown opportunities for him. So I think his upside is capped a little, but like we talked about, he literally is a top 10 talent in the NFL receiver. And I think that's safe to say dude's an animal. He's going to get his, I just think his upside is a little capped and I'm not really worried as long as Kyle Allen is the starter. Let's talk about this next guy. Who's got me big time shaking in my boots, Matt Ryan. Oh, look at me. I'm shaking in my little space boots. I assumed close to a top five QB finish for Matt Ryan when we talked about him this offseason, Donnie. Currently, through five weeks, he's the QB 23 in fantasy football. The last three weeks, he scored you 13. He scored you 12, and he scored you eight points last week versus Carolina, a spot where, you know, prior to the start of the season, you would have assumed he was going to smash. Uh, I don't know if it's the loss of Julio Jones that's been suppressing Matt Ryan over these past few weeks, but I'm super worried, like seven. In fact, I will call it an eight on the worry meter for Matt Ryan. It does not look good. Where are you guys at? Give me a worry meter reading on Matt Ryan. Uh, Jake, I'm very similar to you. I have him about a seven with it being a little bit lower with the hopes that Julio comes back and looks 80 for 90 percent of himself. Right. Is that what it is? Is that what it is? I think that's a big part of it. I think Calvin Ridley is still going to be fine just because he's going to be force-fed targets. 
But yeah, you have to be worried about Myron. He's been in negative game scripts each of those weeks that he's finished terrible. Me have a league where Matt Ryan was our starter. We have since switched to Big Ben. That's kind of where I'm at. I, Matt Ryan was for me a top ten lock, and I think he's fallen to the teen range of quarterbacks right now. Nate, the worry meter is in your hands. What say you on Matt Ryan? Yeah, I'm right with you guys. I'll I'll give him a seven. Uh, Matt Ryan's key is always the big yardage games. He always gets a lot of yards, and this is a little bit down this year. Um, so far, that's a big part on Julio not playing, like Donnie said. So I'll give a seven. My my take is similar to Donnie's. Um, I never really ever buy into Matt Ryan ever um, in fantasy. I don't think I don't I re- I rarely have him on my team, so I'm not really watching him probably as much as you, Jake, a Falcons fan, or Donnie. I know he's had him on multiple teams so i don't really have as strong of a take as you guys i got a few quarterbacks i'm curious who you'd rather own rest of season matt ryan or justin herbert herbert ryan but it's really really close uh, herbert just threw four touchdowns i know but i like the game script that matt ryan's going to be in more than herbert herbert's going to be in close games all year yeah and matt ryan's going to be in catch-up all year they have horrible running backs the herbert's their only way they're going to score touchdowns uh, I still take I still take Matt Ryan slightly, just slightly. Uh, Donnie, you brought up this guy's name, so I know your stance. But Nate, Matt Ryan or Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah, I'd go Big Ben because of the emergence of Claypool. Woo! Donnie's Donnie's darling that he doesn't even own. Yeah, and Worm turned it down, by the way. Wow, you should have taken that Worm. Listening, buddy. I said chart for Claypool. He went ha ha. I said I'm taking that as a no, and he hasn't answered me. Wow. I mean, that's not egregious at all. I'm t- he thinks was- you're probably trying to snake him. You are a snake. So? Yeah. What's that have to do with anything? A slimy, slimy snake. How about Joe Burrow or Matt Ryan? Joe Burrow. Matt Ryan. What? Woo! By like you one take Joe Burrow over, over Justin Herbert rest of the season? Yes. You're out there. Nope. How about- all right, guys. Last one. Matt Ryan or Drew Brees? Drew Brees. Matt Ryan. All right. We're pretty uh, pretty divided on this episode. Uh, Wait a second. Wait a second. Did I say Did I say Joe Burrow over Herbert? Is yeah. That like, mathematically. My bad. My bad. I went Herbert. I wanted Herbert over that. I don't know why I said you that. Wait, I'm going to cut this out of the show. You already gave your shitty take. Well, you said, you said Ryan over Herbert, and then you said Burrow over Ryan. No, 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 no. I meant Ryan over Burrow and Herbert over Burrow as well. You all I, heard Tony's first take. He wait, made what he okay. said the first time. If I had to rank all, all three of them, like I said, Ryan, Herbert, Burrow, and then Ben in front of all of them. The last guy who's got me shaking in my boots, and Donnie, I feel like you've got to be shaking in your boots over there. Clyde Edwards, Alaire. Oh, look at me. I'm shaking in my little space boots. Clyde Edwards, hell no. Ooh. We- in week one, he comes out with 25 attempts, 138 yards, and a touchdown. Beast. And, and you should have sold him the following Monday. Weeks two through five, he's averaged 51 rushing yards per game. Uh, just one game in the past four weeks with more than 11 fantasy points. Donnie, you've been the CEH guy since the, the day his name was called by the Kansas City Chiefs on that stage, on the podium, at the podium. It wasn't at the podium. By Roger Goodell in his basement. 
Uh, but but you can't tell me you're not shaking in your boots right now. Give me your worry meter on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and try not to lie to the people. Three. You are such a liar, dude. Oh, my God. Nate, Nate, we got to calibrate his worry meter. Right? Something's wrong. We got to send some technical support over to Don. I don't have any. Listen, if he was not getting. Okay. There's rumors that Le'Veon Bell goes there. If he goes there, I will be at a 10. Okay? I just don't see, well, no shit. I just don't see why you'd be worried about Kenyon Drake, but not Clyde Edwards Alaire. Clyde Edwards Alaire is getting the touches in a top tier offense. So was Ken- Kenyon Drake's getting 20, 15. He's getting probably more work than Clyde. Clyde Edwards Alaire looks so much better than Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake looks terrible. The numbers don't lie. We're collecting fantasy points here. You're getting nine points, 10 points from Clyde Edwards Alaire. Uh, Clyde his Edwards Alaire is where I stuck my flag and I will die on that hill, Jake. Donnie, talk about Clyde's red zone and him not being able to get in the touchdown. Speak on that for. He went 0 for 6, and that screws all his numbers in the first game, and his line got destroyed in that He's game. He's a little guy. He's not Derrick Henry. He can't just pull into the touchdowns. It's, that's, does that not scare you? I Nope. He'll be all right. He'll, he'll be all right. You are, there's, you have to be at a 5, Donnie. I don't buy this bullshit 3 that you're giving us right now. I Did I trade him yet? The day's been a – well, no, you can't right now because no one wants to buy a guy who's putting up 10 fantasy points. Why don't you go offer him for Chase Claypool? I'm not going to do that because I still think he's a top eight running back rest of the season. Clyde Edwards, hell no, is a worry level six for me just because of what I said that Donnie uh, dodged my question. Um, He has not been able to get into the touchdowns from the ground, and that is a big, big worry for him. Uh, Their O-line, sure, maybe it does suck and it does get blown up, but hey, that's his O-line. That's a problem he's going to have to deal with. Um, You got – you're you're in the ten yard line, all right. You got Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball, or you got Clyde Edwards Hilaire running the ball in. Who are you giving it to for a touchdown? Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So I mean, but we look at to this week. There was a play that got called back. He caught a pass in the end zone and got called back. If that happens, none of this is brought up. He has a great day. He has sure. ninety five yards in a touchdown. What up? But his rushing yards. He's he's getting fifty yards a game. He's only getting – they've been in negative game scripts pretty much since – Like they think that's going to change tomorrow? I do. I think that they're going to figure it out. I don't see it. Right. I don't see them figuring well, it out. You guys can say what you want. Clyde Edwards Lair is where I'm sticking my flag. You said you'll die on that hill, and I feel I like you're slowly, slowly bleeding. That's fine. If that's the way it's going to be, that's the way it's going to be. I will die on the Clyde Edwards Lair hill. That's all we got for this episode of Fantasy Football 1. You heard it here. Donnie's at a worry level 10 for CEH. Grab all your shares while you still can. It's time to smash that panic button. But before you do, go check out his podcast, Near Falls, with D. Hall on Apple, on Spotify, and everywhere you get your podcast. Go follow Nate on Twitter at D-A-H-A-L-L-M-O-N-I-T-E-R. We'll catch you guys with some bold predictions on Monday. See ya. Enjoy your football.